Well, hey there, welcome to the P in, for me personally, P in relationships, our, we're to the P in our acronym SOAP today, and I'm going through the get up and go challenge this time, working on my relationships and what I, what I think about and what I feel about my relationships, specifically with myself, because that is the foundational relationship of everything, right? If I don't continue to work on my relationship with myself, if I don't continue to love myself more, cut myself some slack, ask myself better questions, make sure I'm checking in with, again, this inner relates to all the other areas of our life with my mindset, my emotional, my spiritual health, and with my physical health. If I'm not paying attention to myself, and actually, one of my favorite things to do is use myself as my own science experiment. I don't know when I started doing it. I loved science in school. Even back when I was a little girl, I liked science and I liked to experiment and do things and, and create messes. Like I love making scientific messes and experiments and taking things apart and seeing how they work. And so I early on started to use myself as my own science experiment. What would I do? What would happen if I did this? What would happen if I did that? And I do that in, in every area and aspect of my life. My businesses, I do it with my physical well-being, I do it with my mindset, my thinking, well, what if I tried this technique? What if I tried this strategy? So I wanna make sure that I'm doing this and making P for progress in the areas of my relationships. Now for progress, we've done a couple of times, we've done the lifeline exercise and I sat down with an orange crayon this morning and I did my lifeline with respect to my relationships. And I started out thinking, well, what about my relationship with myself? And then I got off track, of course, because what happens is as we're doing this, we remember core main events in our life and we're like, oh, well, that really improved my relationships. So for example, when I got married, yep, that increased my relationships in, in one aspect, but it also reduced my relationship with myself. So how do you score that? How do you draw the line? I just draw my line and then I look at it after the fact. I don't think a ton about it. I'm like, I just look at the years. I go from 1960 when I was born to 2020 this year, and I just start saying, how do I feel about my relationships? And I kind of just let myself draw the line, and then I look at it and I'm like, okay, well, what happened then that I would have maybe thought my relationships were up here? And then, it, it, you know, it's not always intuitive because sometimes when you're having the hardest times, the most challenging times in your life, you actually have a better relationship with yourself and a better understanding of yourself than you do during other times when people would automatically think that your relationships are better. So for example, uh, when I was sick with uh, chronic inflammation and chronic pain and kidney disease and all kinds of funky stuff in my 20s and was bedridden, you would think my relationship with myself was horrible. Now my emotional relation, my emotions were, you know, tanking, right? But my relationship with myself was getting better and better and better because that's what eventually pulled me out of that and helped me to survive and, and move on and move forward in my life. So there's not always, a until you look at it and you ask yourself, well, why would I feel like my relationships were higher during that period, even though I was cut off from people socially, I wasn't able to go out and interact. It feels a lot like right now, right, with COVID. And and what I tend to do now when I have those times, when I am disconnected from other people, like during my after my divorce now and things, I spend more time focusing and working on my relationship with myself and with other people than the one that's gone away. Whenever a void is opened up in our lives in any area, any aspect, we do whatever we need to do to fill that void. That's why so many people when they have challenges and struggles will turn to 
mind-numbing things, drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is, they'll turn to that instead of facing that hole, that void that they've got because they've, they've let something go or they've lost something. Uh, and that's just human behavior. And we have to guard ourselves against that. If we want to make sure, if, we, if a void is created in our life, we need to make sure that we're filling it with things we want to fill it with, not letting the universe and our circumstances around us fill that up for us. Because guess what? That void will get filled, but it might not get filled with something you want. Uh, I'm trying to think of some examples. Uh, when I gave up, I'll just do a physical one. When I uh, had my sudden cardiac arrest and I, I knew, and I had actually a month before my sudden cardiac arrest, I had given up cold turkey diet pop because I was truly a diet soda addict for like 20 years. Uh, yeah, 20 years, 20 plus years, I had been a massive consumer of diet soda and I, I joke a little bit that all the formaldehyde from the diet sodas would help preserve me and get me through my sudden cardiac arrest event but I know I, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it or not but I joke about it because it makes me feel better about the event in and of itself so I gave up diet pop well I gave up diet pop but an all pop actually I haven't had a soda since August of since actually July of 2010 July 31st, 2010 is the last soda I have ever had. And probably the last, no, I can't say it's the last soda I will have or the last pop I will have, but I, it's not even really an option for me anymore. I just, I don't, it took me about seven years before I stopped craving it, but I just don't even crave it anymore. There's so many things you can substitute instead of it, like good old fashioned water. But I had to substitute something for that diet soda or I never would have been able to stop consuming it because it created a huge vacuum in my life in more than just the physical consumption of liquids, right? I needed to replace the liquids physically, but I also needed to spiritually and emotionally and mentally replace the act of drinking diet pop all the time. Because guess what? It gave me something to do. It gave me something that filled other areas of my life that I needed to work on, right? It actually opened those up and I had to work on them versus ignoring them and letting them go. So we do this because we... We want to make progress, right? We want to continue to move from where we are to where we want to go. So I, our challenge today, our, our, and it, it's a continually improving process, right? I think we talked about, yes, it might have been yesterday or another day, that we're going to try a lot of stuff. We're going to do a lot of things in our life. We're going to take a lot of actions. We're going to move forward. But for every step forward, we might have two steps back. I've made steps forward and then made 10 steps back in different areas and aspects and on different projects in my life. It's just, uh, it's just inherent in our, our growth and development. So in the area of whatever area you chose this time through, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, of course, relationships or contribution, today's challenge is to ask yourself and pick one thing that you're going to do or continue to do moving forward to get you in the direction you want to go, to achieve the thing that it is that you want to achieve in that area and aspect of your life. So for me, I want to improve my relationship with myself dramatically, right? I want to keep moving and getting that as close to a 10. And again, all relationships average together or combine together to give me a, an overall sense of how I feel about that area of my life. I want to get that from a 5 to as close to a 10 as I possibly can. And so the one thing I'm committing to doing, and I started it yesterday, is there's an incredible book, and I used this, I went through this for the first time after my sudden cardiac arrest. It's called 
Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting Playbook. Now there's a book that goes along with this. It's by Lynn Grabhorn. Lynn Grabhorn, I'll show you the cover. I think this is the current version of it. I actually bought this one for my kids. I bought, uh, and I've given this, this book away to a lot of people. It's pretty advanced spiritually. I'm just gonna say that and put that out there. It is woo-woo in some people's definition. And if you're not ready for it, you're not ready for it. But if you are, it is an incredible tool. So I'm committing right here, right now, to myself and to the world that I'm gonna do this workbook again. I haven't done it since 2000, probably 10, probably 2011 when I actually completed it last time because I made myself, Lynn recommends in the beginning of the book that you do each exercise in a row in order and that you don't move on until you get one done. And there's an exercise in this book and I don't think it'll hold me up this much and I, I'd have to look to find out which exercise it is exactly. I don't even remember. I've put it behind me. But there was an exercise in this book that for, for months I couldn't get beyond. I looked at it every single day for literally for at least two months and I, I couldn't make myself do it. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to do that exercise. And then one day after months of looking at it every single day, I said, what the heck are you waiting for? It's not that hard. It's not that big a deal. Just do the exercise so you can move on and find out what other goodness is in the rest of the book and, and what you can gain from the rest of the book. Stop cheating yourself out of all the exercises because you're scared to do this one. And guess what? I did that exercise. I think it took me under 10 minutes. And then I was like, oh my God, why did I let this hold me up for months? And then I finished the rest of the book in like a month or two. But it took me almost a year to do it because I wouldn't let myself do one exercise. And guess what I discovered about the entire book? That, that is the one exercise that I personally needed the most. That was the one that gave me the biggest breakthrough because until I was ready to do it, I wasn't ready to move. I wasn't ready to go. I wasn't grow. I wasn't ready to move on. And it, it gave me the opportunity to move on. So I remembered this book. And the experience I had with it last time as I was brainstorming my options of how do I improve my relationship with myself. And I said, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And so I ran and I dug through my daughter's library of books because mine is in storage. Otherwise, I would know exactly how long and the dates and things of how I struggled through the book last time. And now I'm just trying to remember because it's been a long time. Uh, but since I don't have my copy, I've got a notebook in here. I already started and I've got... Uh, her copy of the book, and I'll just use her copy of the book to do the exercises. That way, nobody sees my answers, and so there's no fear of doing it because nobody's going to see what I write. I can always burn this notebook, right? I can always do it and then burn it if I so choose. Or I can keep it and compare it to the last time I went through the exercise and see where I've stayed the same, where have I grown, and what I want to do. But that's my commitment. My commitment to you and myself for improving my relationship with myself is to actually do this workbook, do these exercises again. I personally love workbooks because they allow me to take action every day. I can do an exercise every day. I'm trying to think how many are in this book. Books are hard for me right now with my vision. I, I don't even know that the exercises are numbered. Anyway, there's a bunch of them. So again, they, it's, it's up to you, but uh, pick something, do something to show progress and either systematize it or make it a habit or a ritual. I actually blew up my morning routine today because I haven't done anything different in my morning routine 
especially during COVID-19. I, I had to change my morning routine for COVID-19 slightly because I'm hanging out with my granddaughter five days a week and I wanted to make sure I could still produce my content. So I had to change some things up. But today is Sunday where I am and I blew up my morning routine and I did all different things in, in different order today just to see if I needed to change things up a little bit for again, continuous improvement in the areas and aspects of my life, all of them which I address in my morning routine. So, progress, continuous improvement. What will you do starting yesterday or today, and what can you do to make sure that becomes a ritual or a habit in the area of your life that you're working on this time through the change process, the challenge process, the soap, cleaning up our acts process to make sure that we have an underlying foundation of how to make decisions, how to make choices, how to make change that is just automatic and, and keeps us moving in the direction of what it is that we want. All right, that's it. If you have any questions, ask in the comments below. Otherwise, I will be with you tomorrow with another surprise in terms of how we can get up and go and make sure and guarantee that we're creating the life that we want, the businesses that we want, the relationships that we want, our physical wealth and well-being that we want in all the areas and aspects of our life. Have a great day, and I will be with you tomorrow. Bye.